Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. We're doing something a little more meditative today, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. We're starting this month using A Life of Being, Having, and Doing Enough uh, by Wayne Muller. We're using this book for inspiration. And his claim, and I think it's true, is that we're used to kind of being wound up. Part of the reason I think that it's difficult for us to feel enough, like we're doing enough, like, like there's enough for us and enough of us, part of the reason is that we're on that, that motorcycle going 95 miles an hour down the freeway. Unclear, though, sometimes where we're headed. <laughs> and I want to talk about that in particular today. The thesis of the book, though, is that if we find uh, some more quiet moments in our life, if we really think about what our purpose is, and align ourselves with it, then that sense of sufficiency is there. Then that understanding of who we are and that we're doing the right thing and that we're actually doing, in fact, quite enough on that path is more apparent to us. Last week, you'll remember, I ended with a, a simple question. I, I asked you to take into your, uh, your life uh, this, this last week the idea of approaching a decision point with a question in mind. And, and for those of you who were here last week, you might remember the question was, am I going to do this next thing truly out of love? Do I have the sense of, of love taking place as I do this next thing? Or would it be more accurate just to say, well, I can handle it? And you'll see the difference there. One means we're kind of in the zone. This is part of what my purpose is. I, I'm really going to love this thing. The other one, mm, I can just handle it, right? I, I may still choose to do it, but it probably isn't a, a representation of really where I'm going in life. Instead, it's just something I can handle. Well, the, the sneaky way this question at least worked in my life this week was not so much that it made me decide not to do the laundry, because uh, I did, <laughs> right? Because I, I know, I know you well enough. Some of you were going, well, what about the things I patently don't like doing? Does this mean I don't have to do the laundry? Does it mean that I don't have to wash the car? And, and unfortunately, no, the answer is a lot of that stuff, of course, we just, you know, we've signed up for being on the planet, and a lot of those things come with it. The real sneaky part of the question, though, is it gets us to thinking about really what's important to us, what we really love. We won't be able to pass up or pass on doing some of the things that we don't like to do in life. My worry is we'll be so busy that we'll pass up doing the things we're really called to do, right? Simply because we're so busy, simply because we have that long to-do list that has a million things on it, half of which we, we don't even really want to do, right? But it's, you know, it's clean the gutters and it's get, check the tire pressure for winter and it's figuring out whether the pipes will, well, I, at least that's what's going on in our house that I don't necessarily feel excited about. Uh, but in that long list of to-dos, Am I apt to miss the opportunity to do something that would really make my heart sing? And so by asking that question, is this next thing something that I would really love to do? It begins reminding me, well, what is it that I really love to do? 
what is important to me. And we're going to spend most of our time talking about that today. And in case you're wondering, yes, I am sneaking it in. What is my purpose for being here on the planet? So if we're going to talk about our life's purpose, naturally I found a joke about (laughs) our life's purpose. So a seeker has heard the wisest guru in all of India lives atop India's highest mountain. So the seeker treks through the wilderness in Delhi many days and nights until he reaches the fabled mountain. It's incredibly steep, and more than once he slips and falls. By the time he reaches the top, exhausted, full of cuts and bruises, But there, there's the guru sitting cross-legged in front of a cave, having a cup of tea. Oh, wise guru, the seeker says, I have come to talk to you about the purpose of life. Ah, yes, the guru says, the purpose of life. Well, the purpose of life is a teacup. A teacup? I came all the way up here to find the meaning of life, and you tell me it's a teacup? The guru shrugs and says, well, so maybe it's not a teacup. (laughs) So it may not be my best joke, (laughs) but I will tell you the reason I included it today is because it has something pretty important to tell us. For one thing, you have to give the guru a little bit of credit because in that moment, if really we're living in the moment, in any given moment, the highest purpose is hopefully what you're doing in that moment. And so to the guru in that moment, the teacup, you know, having his afternoon tea, being fully present, fully enjoying that cup of tea, that may have been the meaning of life. But there's even, I think for us, a deeper meaning here. And that is simply that if you go seeking your purpose in life outside of yourself, you are going to get as many different answers as there are people that you talk to. Because they'll be discussing their purpose in life and not yours. So when you go to your friends and family and say, why do you think I'm here? They'll give you an answer. When you seek out your boss at work and ask, why do you think I'm here? She'll give you an answer. If you come here on Sunday and meet one of the practitioners, or even if you meet with me, I'm apt to give you some cockamamie answer. It's just, you know, it's just, and I think cockamamie is a real word. We'll look it up later. But I mean, I'm apt to give you some kind of an answer and what seems right in the moment. But I got to tell you, those will all be answers that are a reflection of the person that you've asked and may or may not have a whole lot of bearing on your personal life. Each of you, if you will, has a teacup that is your purpose here, that that really is why you're on the planet, but I don't know what it is. I could make guesses. We all could make guesses, but where I'd like to go today and, and why I did want a little bit more of a meditative setup, why I did want today's service made maybe to be a little more of an inward journey than usual, is we're going to take part in a little bit of visioning today. I think my belief is 
that everyone here has a divine purpose for being on the planet. The, the why, if you will, that we're here. Why am I here? And, uh, and I think we all deserve to know what it is. And so, uh, so bear with me. We're going to do something called visioning. And I'll tell you ahead of time, uh, this time out, you can just close your eyes and, and, and allow me to take you there. The good news is, however, um, that in your programs is a list of the questions I'm going to be reading. And so you can take them home and do, an, again, another visioning session on your own or, or with other people on your own. But for now, I just invite you to close your eyes and just sit comfortably in your chair. We're gonna do something that's halfway between a meditation and a contemplation. So just sit easily, know that your chair fully supports you. Know that here in this place, you're safe and secure and loved. And I'd also like you to know that there is something in you, and whether you wanna call it your uh, sacred imagination, whether you wanna call it your higher wisdom self, whether you wanna call it your, your connection to a higher power, there is something in you that can always answer questions. There is something in you that knows the answers to things divinely expressed in this planet. And sometimes that, that uh, force within you, that intelligence in you, uh, will give you words, will give you ideas, will give you feelings, will give you symbols. Uh, and this is the part of, of you and that connection to your higher power that we're gonna be talking about today. So from this place of rest and alertness at the same time, I begin by asking the first question and just allow the thoughts and ideas to come to you knowing that you'll remember them later. And the first question is, what is my purpose for being on the planet? More simply, why am I here? Each of us has a purpose and we ask, what is my purpose for being on the planet? Why am I here? We ask, and we listen. Just allow that inward voice to begin answering the question. Why am I here? And the next question is, what must I let go of to achieve this high purpose? Now as humans, we come to this planet with maybe a lot of baggage. Uh, maybe there are things that we've uh, embarked upon that really no longer serve us. And so the question is, what must I let go of to achieve this high purpose? We ask and we listen. What must I let go of?
The next question is, who must I become to live this life of purpose? Each one of us an evolving center of spirituality. So who must I become to live this life of purpose? What changes need to happen in me? Who must I become? And the last question is one that helps to simplify. What must I embrace to achieve this high purpose? And for, for most of us, it may appear as a simple word, a quality of God maybe, something like love or joy or peace, something like abundance or life or wholeness, maybe harmony or beauty, light or wisdom. What must I embrace, what quality must I embrace to achieve this high purpose? We ask and we listen. So know with me that you'll be able to uh, remember this information later on. Know with me that God is always here to guide us through our intuition, through our, our inner wisdom. And I'd like to share with you um, what I came up with. I do this form of visioning um, at least once a month, usually twice a month, and have done so for probably about five years now. And so my life's purpose is to open hearts and awaken humanity to its spiritual magnificence. And you'll see ideally that our purpose statement, if you will, is fairly short, uh, something that you could tell someone fairly easily. But even more important than that, I think, uh, for day-to-day -day living, uh, is that shorthand method. And so for me, the two words that I came up with is love and light. Right? So the, the love is opening hearts and the light is awakening humanity. So, so in a very simple way, if someone said, well, what are you about? Why are you here? I could say it's to give and receive and facilitate love. And it's to help awakening the planet, helping to, to shed light um, where there is darkness. Might even be a, a simpler way of describing it. Now, you may come up with uh, a variety of things, of course, like the teacup. That's my teacup, if you will. And each one of you will have something a little different. You might be saying that your purpose is to bring about peace or to calm troubled waters, to heal the sick or, or share the wealth of the planet. It might be to teach others to have compassion or bring together opposing sides. There really are as many purposes as there are people. And why, you might ask, are we doing this exercise? If we want to take the next right step, we have to know the direction we're headed for us personally. 
not what society would have you do, right? Not what your parents thought you should do when you were a teenager, not what Madison Avenue says that you should have in terms of a lifestyle or the way you look. It, it's not really what an employer thinks you should do or you should be. It's not even really, unfortunately, what your spouse or your loved ones think you should do or be. In fact, sometimes they actually work against us, don't they? Out of, out of their love for us, they have an idea of what we should achieve or, or, or what direction we should go. Sometimes it works for us, sometimes not so much. But if you have that compass with you, I think a little miracle can happen. And that is simply that with each approaching idea or newness or decision or change, you can look at it and say, very simply, does this take me further to or away from my purpose on this planet? So, so for example, again, back to my purpose, which is uh, in, in its short form is love and life. Will engaging in this argument with my neighbor, is that going to get me further towards love and light? <laughs> so some of them are easy, aren't they? Some of them may be even ridiculous. Okay, Larry, maybe an argument with the neighbor isn't apt to promote anything very good. <laughs> Some of the decisions, though, may be a little harder, and you may come up again with an idea of it being neutral. And neutral is fine in this world. We do all kinds of things that are neutral. They neither further idea of where we're supposed to go or hinder it, either one. And that's the laundry part of life. That's the doing the dishes. That's cleaning out the gutters. They may not be, or they may be about love and light, but it's no big deal. The things to watch for, though, are the ones that make us actually retreat from why we're here. Taking a job that's a retreat for why we are on the planet. Taking, uh, taking on a, a partner or, or a friend that we know is going to cause in us the kind of unharmony that we don't want to have, right? It's like we have important choices to make, not just whether we're going to do the laundry or not. And if you can use as a compass what your purpose is, oh my gosh, does it make things easier? You can absolutely say, well, I'm going to pass even, even on going for this job interview. This job isn't about, you know, whatever your purpose is. So my hope is, and I'm going to give you your homework a little early today. You know I uh, tend to assign a little homework. The little sheet that I have in your program, that, that visioning questions, I would love it if sometime during this week you had the opportunity to do this little exercise twice more. Just do the same questions again, and there's room on the page to write down some thoughts about what your purpose is. And I would just love it if this time next week all of you could at least describe your purpose in a couple of words. Now, you may not have that fully formed phrase of, you know, I'm on the planet to, I don't know, to, um, to help young people find their greatness. I mean, some of you may. Some of you may have a, a phrase that's just beautiful and flowing and, uh, and describes your purpose. And, and it's okay if you don't. Even if you have it summarized down or the thought of just a couple words, I'm on the planet to create beauty, 
I'm on the planet to uh, nourish love in all of its forms. Even if it's something that simple, you could almost just look at that list of the qualities of God and find out which one of them maybe resonates most with you. Is it beauty? Is it wisdom? Is it joy? And I think that we'll find this useful for a couple different reasons. First of all, it helps us make the big decisions. And do you know what I mean about the big decisions? That's like, am I going to move across the country? Am I going to get a divorce? Am I going to get married? Am I, am I going to take this job versus that job? Am I going to quit my job? I think knowing where you're headed is fundamental in making those big lifetime decisions. Because if you make a fundamental decision that's against your purpose, oh my gosh, it is hard to not be unhappy for years and years and years. As long as you're in that job, you might be thinking, oh Lord, you know, why, why am I on the customer service line for a company that I don't even like, right? It's, it's like, how is this furthering uh, my purpose on the planet, which is joy or which is beauty, right? It's like we all, especially those long-term decisions that are gonna be with us for a long time, having our purpose in mind, I think essential absolutely essential. But I would like to suggest that even on the small scale, literally when we're looking at the very next right thing to do, even it is enhanced when we know what our purpose is. Even if all I'm doing is just, well, am I going to do the laundry today or am I going to take the dogs to the dog park? <laughs> well, you know where I would go, right? Because it's about love and light, and I see love and light in those puppies. But let's say, let's say one of the qualities of God is order, right? For some people, if their quality was order, right? Actually, if you know my puppies in the dog park this time of year, it's total disorder. <laughs> so you might choose differently, right? It's part of the reason that we understand our purpose is so that we can make our individual choices and not just go with the flow. Because when we go with the flow, it's generally someone else's flow. So this time next week, I would love it if everyone in this room had at least an idea of what your purpose is and maybe we have actually started taking the steps that choice point by choice point leads us toward that purpose. Now the reason this exercise and, and the importance of this life purpose comes in a book about self-sufficiency and being and having and doing enough is I gotta tell you, if you're doing someone else's purpose, you will never be able to do enough. If you're doing your boss's purpose, you will work until the end of your days and be exhausted. If you are doing your husband or your wife's purpose instead of yours, you will over time become disenchanted with that relationship. But when you're doing your purpose, when you understand it, when you're taking steps in that direction, the universe has a way of lining up for you 
instead of against you. The choices become easier. And with each day, you have a sense of completion, right? It could be something simple, like, like when you're doing your purpose, for one thing, you tend to be in the zone. Does everybody know what being in the zone is? Has everyone experienced a time in your life where you were so plugged into what was going on that you suddenly looked up and like, where did the last five hours go? Most likely, you were doing part of your purpose when that happened, right? Because when you're in the zone, you're flowing with your own internal compass of what needs to be done, what is wonderful, and what is beautiful. And so if you could even think of what quality of God corresponds with that, for, as an example, for me, part of it is teaching. You know, our foundations class that I'm right in the middle of now, it's a three-hour class, which is significant, and it is over like that for me. I hope it's true for my students. I should, I should probably ask them, but oh my gosh, for me, it is like that. The three hours are gone like that because that's part of my purpose, bringing light to the world, right? It's part of being an educator, and, and, and that's what that is. So, so, understanding that purpose gives you that sense of fulfillment. And you don't ever have to finish it, right? Am I ever gonna have the whole world illuminated for me? Well, it would be a nice thought. But I can get satisfaction from life, literally one, teaching one class at a time, giving a lecture. Each individual step of it then begins to nourish me, allows me to feel complete, allows me to have that sense of enoughness. It truly was enough. It was my teacup for that day, and I really enjoyed it. I really participated, and in that one day or in that one three-hour stretch, I was what I wanted to be, doing what it was I am brought here to do. Okay, so you've got your homework. You're gonna hopefully, before next week, uh, go through the visioning questions just a couple more times so that you can kind of get that sense, get that summary of what your life's purpose is. If you can distill it down to a couple words, Awesome, totally awesome. And you can right away begin evaluating your next steps. Is this taking me closer to uh, my life or my joy or my peace or my harmony? Or is it taking me back? If it's neutral, no big deal. We all have our neutral things to do, right? We all have the laundry to do and you know what, whatever it is. Hopefully those will just be neutral and you won't have the sense of having to take step backwards in your life purpose in order to clean the gutters. Probably not. I would think that kind of thing would just be neutral. All right, I'm gonna to close today um, with a, a quote from this book talking about this idea and of course a prayer. Oh my gosh, and he talks about your homework too. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> so this is Wayne Muller. He says it may be useful to set aside some time for quiet reflection and envisioning on your own heart's deepest motivation to listen for the most sacred or essential why of your life. It may be something that you have known and carried around your whole life, but it also may have changed or be evolving in some new direction at this very moment. If we can know with confidence and trust the source of love, that unshakable veracity of why we live, why we're here, we must remember always what we're living for. Then the choices we face each day regarding how we will choose and act and move will become vastly less complex and more simple. 
day by day, your choices become more accurate, more honest, more true. They may increasingly be obvious and may open within you a slowly emerging spaciousness, sufficiency, and wholeness. Let us pray. There is one power. There is one life. There is but, but one thing that encompasses all. I call it God, but, but no matter what name it goes by, it is all. Every person, every place, everything, every situation, every idea, every piece of wisdom, every, every purpose on the planet is part of God's purpose and God's life. And so for myself on this day, I'm grateful. I'm grateful in knowing the direction I'm headed. I'm grateful to bringing about a greater degree of love and light on this planet. And as it is true for me, I know it is true for each person in this room to know their teacup, to understand their own motivation for being, to allow them to to sense that purpose and, and to know why each person is here on this planet. Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it love? Is it abundance? Is it uh, wholeness? Each person here in this room and beyond with that sacred purpose. And so for this week, I know that the, the information comes to us in its variety of ways, through visioning, through life experiences, through, through asking questions, and each person here has that capacity for getting a better understanding of what that life's purpose is or to fine-tune the idea of a purpose we may already have. I also know for each person here in this room that the idea of choice becomes more apparent this week, that each person here has that ability to make choices based on that purpose. Choices based on the idea, is this taking me towards my purpose or further away from it? Just so simply identifying and allowing us to know where we're headed. And I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for each person that's here today. I'm grateful for this idea of my life's purpose. So grateful that as more and more people lead their life's purpose, the world ever becomes more filled with those qualities of God, with love, with peace, with joy, with happiness, with, uh, with fun, with wholeness. And so in love and so in gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity and action of the law itself. I let it be and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you're here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.